Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you would like to support our podcast and get early access to new episodes and boners content, you can find us at patreon.com slash the T podcast. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the T Chicago. Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of The Tea. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Or just Um, after Mother's Day. What do you usually do for Mother's Day? Me? Uh, Well, I don't know. Who are you? Oh, hi, I'm T-Rex. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Normally I do, uh, we'll go out to brunch. Um, when I'm actually in the same room as my family, we'll go out to brunch. Sometimes we'll do a breakfast in bed for ma. Um, maybe we'll see a movie, but mostly it's just like sitting around hanging out. Sometimes we play music and sing music together. Um, but that's only, you know, when you can actually be with human beings, unlike this world <laughs> we are currently living in. I don't think I've been home for a Mother's Day in year, probably 10, 15 years. I mean, I get to see my mom for like the major holidays, but this is the one where I send flowers. Yeah. Um, but my mom's the type where she's like, it's flag day, come home. So like <laughs> for, the, for the first like five years after I'd moved, mm-hmm. um, What's I would just go day? home way too much. And then I was like, mom, I have a life. I have to live. <laughs> You're yeah. getting lots of flowers. So that's fair. It's hard also. Cause you know, my parents are in Oregon and your parent, where's your mom, Florida, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard when you're living so far away from family. Yeah. Well, I have a really small family too. So it's really just my mom at this point. So mm-hmm. yeah. She gets extra flowers. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, we are joined by- who we have right now. Yes, oh, please do the thing. Oh my God, we are, our very special guest here today is my mother Martha. Hi, mom. Hello, Lucky. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing so good. You were in rehearsal, or I guess it's just like your band getting together before this, right? Yeah, it's we we sing folk songs and. Uh, you know, and old doo-wop things. Do you, do you go, because my grandmother used to be a part of a circle like that. Do you go around and uh, each person will kind of like suggest a song to play? Is that how it works? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes that's the way it works. Sometimes I'm with a big group and we all meet at this Quaker meeting hall. And, and um, yeah, and then all the people bring instruments and and we we have songbooks that everybody has the same songbook. So you just say, oh, page 12, you know. What is your uh, go-to song that you like to to suggest? Well, lately it's cowboy songs. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Love lately, a cowboy. So we did, I'm an old cow hand and from the Rio Grande. <laughs> oh, my earphones are doing funny things. Um, anyway, and we've also... Uh, we, we're also doing uh, Don't Fence Me In, especially now. Classic. My, my uh, grandmama used to always suggest, uh, what is it, uh, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Good, yeah. good song. 
Yeah. Um, well, it's nice to finally meet you. Um, do you listen to the podcast? Have you been watching any of these online shows? Like how much are you uh, in tune to the, to Lucky's Drag Universe? Oh yeah. Ma's a Patreon subscriber. Oh, nice. I am, but I, I, I'm very technically challenged. (laughs) Even though, even, even though my husband is like Mr. Tech guy. And, uh, um, so, I haven't listened to a lot of them, but I, I've enjoyed them. Are, are you watching any shows? Any of the online drag oh. shows? Oh, yeah. Last night. Was mm-hmm. it- I watched the Curiosity Cabaret that Donna Trump was doing that I was in, and they watched Bitch Puddin's show. And, uh, oh, nice. I think that you, yeah, they watched Matinee, too. Oh, yes. nice. When I we did, did the- there are some things I approve of and others. <laughs> Mom doesn't yeah. like it when there's a lot of swearing. Oh, well. yeah. Or burping. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, now on they have us on Twitch, which is way different. I have to kind of read everyone the rights before they get on there now. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. if you show your bra or underwear, which is, you know, pretty normal at Berlin. <laughs> I'm like, they could just shut the stream off. I don't know. They oh, they keep on. us PG. I know. They keep us PG-13. Come but on. Right? Can, this is what I'm saying. Right. But you can, you can well, see you it know. on the like Macy's Day Parade, but you can't see it on Twitch. Well, you know what it was apparently on Twitch, it's for gamers. And what people were doing was it was just people like, sorry, I don't know if this is not mom conversation, but there was <laughs> girls that would just go on and wear their bras and like pretend to play Mario Kart really poorly and just like shake oh. their boobs. And mm-hmm. that, and then people would go watch them and they, they're like, well, this is like borderline, like, you know, this, it they're not like in the spirit of what Twitch. Yeah, was it's not adding. Of course, to now it. we're all on there doing like whatever, so it's not just gaming anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, what's keeping you busy during the quarantine? Well, um, I lately I've been working on my garden because we live out in the forest, and so we're afraid that pretty soon it's going to get dry and we're going to have wildfires. So we've been doing a lot of raking and weeding and gardening, that kind of thing, which is not exactly my thing, but I don't, <laughs> want, to burn. I don't want to burn alive. And then, um, <laughs> well, I'm serious. That's right. no, I've, I don't want you to burn alive either. Yeah. You lucky. <laughs> I love you. Lucky. I love you too, Ma. What are you, what are you growing in your garden? Uh, well, see, we've got rhododendrons and mm. uh, some, we've got, right now it's spring. And so uh, there's a lot of uh, daffodils. And then a lot of times uh, my husband and I'll just sit out there and play cards and look at the forest and look at the the animals that come by. We had a bear the other day. So that was oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And you have deer too, right? Oh, yeah. Tons of deer. And the, the turkeys. Other- the other day there was a deer, and I don't know if I told you this, Lucky, but or, um, it died in our backyard. Oh, my God, you did. Nature just is in, so brutal. Just in time for dinner? <laughs> yeah. It was kind of sad because at first we said, that deer, that deer is so still. Why is that deer so still? Oh, no. It was kind of like Bambi, you know. Oh. I know. We don't know why it died, but... A day later, the bear came looking for it, and 
um, we had lucky for us, we had somebody we just hired and, and they wrapped up plastic and drug it away. But the bear keeps looking for what happened to this deer because he came down and drug the deer from, from the backyard to down and be in between. Oh my God. I just wanted to play with it. You guys threw out his play toy. Omnivores. I don't know about that. (laughs) Um, Um, what do you do? Are you, are you retired or do you work? What do you do? I am retired for a a long time. I I've had two careers. One was I worked for that's incredible. Do you remember that old show? It's it. It's that same age as me, mom. That's incredible. Was this, um, was it on ABC like nighttime and it was like stupid human, like, interest kind of thing like oh cool yeah i know what that is yeah that's awesome yeah well they were killing off a bunch of stuntmen at the beginning and that's why i got hired to be a standards and practices person wait they were what they were killing the stuntmen you've never told me she was there to make sure that the guy came and got them before the bear came oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah, so a very interesting job and i met a lot of celebrities like Tiger Woods when he was five and stuff like that. Wait, so standards and practices, is that like a part of like the legal department? Well, actually standards and practices is for, it was for ABC. Um, The people who, when people write letters to the network and they complain about things, well, they have to answer the letters and then they have to go back and say, well, you can't show Kathy Lee Crosby's, uh, shirt and brawless when she's just fallen into the river. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, or you have to show her from the neck up. So you were um, just deep yeah. in the bureaucracy of like what you can and can't do, and it changes at all points constantly. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> actually, what it was was I was on the producer end, I wasn't on the ABC end. So the ABC end people are who are in standards and practices. They are like librarians. (laughs) They are so straight. And the producers that are producing shows uh, on television are like small children. They're kind of like, you know, they're like what? Kind of like Donald Trump. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Very much like that. And um, so they have to be put under control somehow. Mm-hmm. And so, but they they would just say swear words right back to the ABC people. And we couldn't do that because then <laughs> they get mad and cancel the show. So then they put someone like me in charge because nobody could yell at me because I was small and cute. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like a liaison who found exactly. the, the nice way to say the things. That's yes. How'd you end up with that? I, we're going to get into questions, but I'm curious about that. How'd you get into that job? Were, were you always, did you work a lot of behind the scenes kind of stuff? I did. I, I started out as kind of a secretary and worked my way up. So. Oh, wow. And eventually I was like a television executive. But that didn't oh, last forever. Uh, ABC? ABC. Well, no, not on the ABC side, on the producer. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, for the show. Al Landsberg Productions is the name of the company. 
Was that the only show you ever worked for? No, I worked for a bunch of really schlocky <laughs> shows. Like I worked for show business. embarrassing moments, those oh embarrassing God. moments, or uh, those amazing animals. It was kind of like the precursor to what reality TV became. It was. Yeah. The very first reality show was mm-hmm. Alan Landsberg, yeah. So you can blame me for the president of the United States. Oh, no. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Send oh, your no, angry please email. don't blame you. <laughs> um, well, uh, shall we uh, jump in? Yeah, let's do some questions. All right. You, you start us out. Okay. This is um, all the way from Norway. This is one of deep tea of the bag, serious fan of the podcast, Dadina Casket. Um, what was your reaction like when you found out that your child did drag? First reaction and, and paint the picture for us. <laughs> Let me see. When did I find out when, when I came to visit you in Chicago or I think maybe. Yeah. Well, at first I, well, I'm pretty naive. And so I hadn't been exposed to anything like that ever before. <laughs> But I always knew that Lucky was very dramatic. (laughs) But I can tell you something about Lucky. When she was a little tiny girl, we tried to get her to um, go out and be on in a play. (laughs) And she didn't want to because at that time, is it is it all right for me to say she Um, If it's easier for you to tell the story, yeah. Okay, because back then you weren't they or them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. So anyway, I couldn't get her to go out on stage at all. And so when it came time for the show, I just gave her signs to hold up. And, (laughs) And so she jumped out in front of the stage. Actually, she was more like pushed out by me. And she held up the signs and they were really funny signs. And the whole audience burst into applause. And then she was hooked from that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I was so scared. Well, it's that thing where it is anxiety until you you like there's a peak of like you harness it for a second and you're like mm-hmm. shoulders go back and you're like I'm a theater person now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right it's like, the I'm, like drag. I'm shy I'm shy and then you put uh-huh. me on stage and I'm like razzle dazzle yeah I think maybe that was the point she turned into lucky because we started having jazz hands and <laughs> it was all over. I know, but you found this photo of me from like even before that from Halloween where I'm like dressed as a wizard and I've got like this giant curly blonde wig on and like white face and I've got the contour, which I think maybe you did for me. So yeah. I think technically it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. Are you Lucky's drag mom? <laughs> I think so. I am. I am. I always thought I was a drag orphan, but I think it was you. <laughs> I am, but I'm I'm very entertained by uh, them, and and I am very proud. So. Aww, thanks, Ma. How You're many uh, How many sh- uh, live shows have you been to here? Oh, uh, I've. Uh, two or three. Yeah. yeah. Cause they came up, the whole family came up when I defended my thesis. Cause my thesis was oh, about yeah. drag. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they came up because my, in, um, for master's programs, you have to do like a hooding ceremony where they give you the piece of your 
gown that means that you have a master's degree now. And so my advisor agreed to do my hooding ceremony at Enigma at Meeting House. Oh, nice. And so I, I did, a, I, did uh-huh, I did this for my defense, my thesis defense, I did a performance and then I did the same song for my hooding ceremony at Enigma and my whole, my mom and dad and my sisters, I think, oh no, they had to go home, but mom and dad were there. My thesis advisor was there and a couple of other people from my thesis committee and watched while my advisor hooded me in the middle of the performance. So they got to see that. And then they came to Sunday social the next day and saw Camilla. And I think Wednesday Westwood was performing too. Um, so you've been to a couple of my shows live. Yeah. Uh, and it was be- that was beautiful. That was wonderful, and Aww. and it kind of made me understand a little bit more because I saw the reaction that the audience had, mm-hmm. and it was very special. And to know that all those people there were rooting for you, and. Yeah. To know that, you know, you had kind of in some way changed their life a little bit. It, it really changed my whole outlook. I thought it was gorgeous. We talk about this moment a lot for just in general for like telling our parents that we do it. Like mm-hmm. I always say, like when you tell your parents, they envision like Law & Order SVU and it's like a seedy back room and right. creepy men are throwing dollars at you. And then they come and, and they see us that we're a part of like a vibrant, diverse community of people who really support us and an audience that's not, you know, well, there's creepy old men. But, sure, yeah, um, you can't really yeah, get yeah. away from them anywhere. Right, yeah, but they're performing in the show, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that it's like, it's more than you really, it's, it's hard to explain, you know, like it's, yeah. it's a really cool community. But when you're telling your mom, you're like, I tap dance for dollars at a bar. And yeah, you're right? like, what yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I worry sometimes about not during the show, but after the show in the alleys, you know, mm-hmm. when you're on your way home that that I worry about because there are a lot of creepy people out there but I must say if there's anybody um that are trying to tell their parents it's better to actually show them what's going on because it's hard to describe it is very hard to describe and and it's also you love your child no matter what yeah it's true and to see your kid in a, a safe space getting uh, that, you know, that same reaction from a crowd that they were getting when they were little, you know, on, a, on an, uh, you know, in front of theater or whatever, to see that you're like, oh, this is just a translation of, yeah, you know, it's kind it, of the same thing. It's the same thing, but it's you're curating it even more. And, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> But the, the expressions on everybody's face as as Lucky got her hood, she you know she was hooded in the middle. And tell them what the number was. The, the oh, song. it was Brand. Oh yeah, Mom loves Brandy Carlisle, and it was yeah. it was Brandy Carlisle's the joke. So it's like a total tearjerker as well. Oh, I don't know the song, but I'm writing it down, so I want to listen to it. Just get ready to cry because it's very like. It's like, we can do it, buddies. It's all right. We'll have the last laugh, you know. I could use a good cry. Here we go. (laughs) Beautiful. You should play it on your show. (laughs) We don't have the rights for that, Ma. Oh, yeah. Uh, True. You'd have to pay. We'll put it on the Insta. Are you where uh, Lucky's, like, 
emotional uh, character trait comes from? <laughs> I don't know if it's just from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dad's a, dad's a little squishy baby too. Aww. You know what? What we've been watching, we've been watching the Hallmark Channel. Oh my he's, he's obsessed with the Hallmark Channel. He's really? on 24-7. <laughs> yeah. Turn it on. He turns it on. <laughs> that and 10 things I hate about you. Oh yeah, he likes all the rom-coms. And he watches really? over and over again. So but I love that about him. So mm-hmm. yeah, it comes from both of them. What other music do you like like to listen to? Oh, I love almost every kind of music. There's all, very few kinds that I don't. I'm not a big country and Western fan, and I'm not a big opera fan, but I, I, I love music, period. Mm-hmm. Mom loves Old Town Road, like loves it. Really? Yeah. Oh, sure. That's, I Yeah, and I, you know what I do? I go an, online and I look for the next big tune so I'm, yeah, but I haven't found a lot of them. I just, ugh. I don't like <laughs> the rap, the, the rapper thing. I have trouble understanding the words and mm-hmm. how, what they're talking about. So, so that I don't particularly, but I liked Eminem. I mean, my, when I was little, my grandfather had every Snoop Dogg album and it was always, we were like, what do you like so much about Snoop Dogg? He's like, just listen to it. It's so good. He's like, and he would, he said, I don't get into the later stuff because everything recently, he just talks about how big his balls are, but the original (laughs) stuff, it's, he's like, there's some some good wordplay in there. He's like, it's just listen to it. He, he just loved it so much. That's so I, cute. I think he might've been smoking some weed over there, but <laughs> it's enough. possible. Yeah. yeah. Should we ask another question? Yeah, we should. We're getting sidetracked. Um, I think okay. This is you. Yeah. This is from cat sass from Chicago. Uh, what is the most, <laughs> what's the most ridiculous thing uh, your kid did when they were little? The most ridiculous. Oh, have I got a good one for you? Oh no. <laughs> I'm terrified. And, no, you shouldn't be terrified because this is totally within your realm of, of <laughs> whatever you, you do now. Um, he, let's see. Lucky and her sisters, who are twins, would they would climb up in our trees and howl like wolves and pretend. They would pretend that they were characters from a cartoon thing, comic strip thing called something. It had elves in the name. Elf Elf Quest. Elf Elf Quest. (laughs) They would pretend like they were Elf Quest, but they, they, they were having so much fun. We decided we would buy them for Christmas one time. Um, the ropes and, uh, carabiners so that they could climb way up in the trees and be safe and hook themselves in. But they would, oh, and I just remember that. It's really funny. <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. Can confirm that is a thing that happened. And I never fell out of those trees. No, but you didn't really use the carabiners. We spent a lot of money for nothing. <laughs> I did so. We did rock climbing with them. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Lucky, what was your favorite toy when you were little? 
my favorite toy. I had this blue dog, which I think, I don't know if it was from an actual cartoon, but it was this blue stuffed dog named Foofer. Uh, and I, I think I just like drove that thing into the ground. You know, I, I don't remember where he came from. And I don't remember where he went, but while he was there, he was my favorite thing. He was like really goofy looking and like floppy, um, and bright blue. So that hasn't changed. Still my favorite color. <laughs> but I will tell you too, that Lucky was a big fan um, and, and this is something I, I do from time to time. I go back, how, do, how could I have missed this? How, how could I have not known? But, and then I go back and I think, oh yeah, she really loved David Bowie. <laughs> and then you become David Bowie. <laughs> yep. I mean, yep. that, I'm trying. That's my whole life. And she also spent like one summer where she just over and over again would watch uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. I say that right? I see order? it. You did. Yeah. You got the right order. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that was a. Uh, yeah. Those are red flags, Ma. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, our- I'm going to ask you another question. Okay. Sure. Okay. This is from Wales. Alice from Wales. Hey pals. Hope all is well. And thank you for continuing this lovely podcast during quarantine. Apologies that this question has been brought up before, but I was wondering if there is a vital part of information that you received from your parents that changed your perspective on life. I love you all. Stay safe. Ooh, interesting. So this isn't so much for you as it is for us. It's a hard one. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Ma, you were always about empathy and being kind to other people. And also like not, you taught me so many things about that were taught in various religions, but you never told me which religions they were from, or even if they were from religions, you just like took the good messages from a bunch of different places and sort of put it in a blender and then fed it to me. And I feel like later when I found out, oh, this is from this religion, this is from this religion. It was like, I felt like I, I wasn't obligated to join any one particular thing, but mostly it was just all the lessons about like being kind and being a good person. Um, so good. that's really what it was. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Were any of those actually religious? Do you remember if any of those are like, Oh yeah. Or- oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Stuff from Buddhism, Christianity. Yeah. Um, I think there might even have been some stuff from the Quran, just like a bunch of little, it was like sort of a grab bag of religions. You just took all the good stuff and left out all the shitty judging people stuff. Which is human. Yeah. 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 I kind of got a similar thing from my grandfather who read, um, he wasn't really practicing anything, Mm -hmm. but he read it, you know, he would always tell me like Buddhism principles and stuff. And I remember from a very young age hearing things like when a person does something bad, their action is bad. The person is not bad. Yeah. Stuff like that, that like, Hmm. you know, to say that to a four year old, (laughs) (laughs) right. Kind of weird, but, uh, I definitely took from it and it still sticks with me. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then I found out a lot of it was religious as well, but, um, we were never practicing anything. My mom Mm -hmm. tried to get us into the Lutheran church at some point, but, uh, yeah, that lasted about a year, but otherwise it was like (laughs) no religion in the house. Like my family was like borderline atheists. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. Us too. Where are you? 
Yeah. I mean, if if you it will, and I I really agree with your approach to it. It's like you can take all the good stuff that isn't like, and if someone is like this, we burn them at the stake. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> like you take all the fun stuff that leads up to the final action. So it's like we, you know, these are all good ways to live your life. And if you don't, you die. Just stop right before you get to the final chapters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. It's just like only watching the first tape of Sound of Music was basically <laughs> what I got from religion. Right. And a lot of people um, will come up and they'll say, do you believe in Christ? And I'll say, I believe in some of the teachings of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. When I, when I was little, because we're from a really small town in Florida, and it was a very common thing to meet Florida. someone new in Florida. <laughs> uh, it was a common thing to meet someone and say, oh, what church do you go to? Mm-hmm. And the first time I, someone asked me that, I was like, I I don't, we don't go to church. My mom said in the future, tell them that your mom said you're not allowed to go to church because they brainwash you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Suze. Yeah. She also, whenever the, uh, what are the ones that come around the neighborhood? Whenever the Jehovah's witnesses would come, she would put up, she put up a sign one time that said, we worship the devil go away on the front. (laughs) (laughs) So those are my learning years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, Lucky's father um, was raised Catholic and he would, he really enjoyed debating the Jehovah's Witnesses at the door. <laughs> no, he did not. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he, uh, he a lot of times they would end up in tears and walk through. <laughs> yeah. That made Jehovah's Witnesses cry? Well, they, they, they got kind of confused because he would quote these things back to them. and right, He was an altar boy. Yeah. He knew his, <laughs> he knew his Bible. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He has never told me about that. That's amazing. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to be like, tell me about when you made that Jehovah's Witness cry. Right. When you converted, when you made the people who came to convert you question their religion. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, okay. You want to do this one? Yeah, this is going to be our last one. And then we're going to jump into our Patreon question. Okay. Yeah, well, we usually do a, a question at the end for our Patreon subscribers that nobody else gets to listen to. So you'll be able to hear it. If I can figure out how the machine works. <laughs> right. In several business days. Yes. Um, uh, okay. This is me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this is from Jonathan from Phoenix. Hi, Jonathan. Uh, what do you wish you had said to your child when they came out that you didn't, or what do you wish you didn't say? This is a deep one. So you don't have to, we don't have to go full RuPaul territory and uh, cry over it or anything. Well, but is there, what do you mean when, when Lucky came out? Oh, came out twice. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. My, my brain I was thinking giving birth as come oh. <laughs> Right. Like so the I lights are on. You. You're on the table. Talk us through the birth. No. no. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't even think I remember exactly what I really? said. Do you remember? Uh, I remember vividly. We were at a sushi restaurant. It was just you and me. I took you out to lunch because I was like so nervous. Um, what I year? remember when? you being nervous. I wanted to butter you up first. So when? Uh, so I came out twice, right? I came out once as bisexual and then once as trans. And then when I came out as bisexual, it was like, I think it was 28. I I can't remember exactly when. 
were you were you married at this point or I, I was separated okay this was like while as part of the process of getting divorced I was like damn I might like people other than men um right. and so I, I remember sitting down with you and basically just being like I don't just I'm not just attracted to men I'm also attracted to women and at the time I didn't have the language to say like I'm attracted to lots of different kinds of people um so we just talked about the binary but I remember you being like I remember the first thing you said to me was, I always thought it would be your sister. (laughs) Don't tell Molly. No, it's fine. She knows. (laughs) I know. Like, you know, because you were thinking about all these like really traditional sort of like gender roles. Like I was much more feminine and like liked clothes and makeup and that sort of thing. And Molly was like in the dirt with the bugs, like running around, you know, sharks to love sharks like so you were thinking and like that's a thing that is real and that we talk about like that it doesn't necessarily correlate to your sexuality you know gender roles and sexuality are separate but that's like hard to wrap your brain around oh it turned out that you were closer to being a gay guy yeah (laughs) on that side of the perspective yeah one thing that was weird for me was in the, I think the very first time I had an inkling there was something going on. Besides, you you had um, for college you had to put down a major and like I, what I might want to study. Yeah, right. And she put down gender studies, and I thought gender studies. Yeah, what is this about? Surprise! <laughs> and I didn't even know at that point. Like I was just like had a gut instinct that that was something I was interested in. And I was like, Oh, but I'm totally straight. Don't worry about me. I'm just interested in this as like an academic subject. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of got like the Dyke March poster in my closet, literally <laughs> my closet behind my clothes. And the other thing that is so amazing about lucky is how she educated me because, or they educated me. See, I'm still being educated. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Anyway, the the uh, you and your former husband turned me on to Eddie Izzard, mm-hmm. and I go, "Oh, Eddie Izzard! Oh, he must be gay." Well, mm-hmm. she said, "No, he's an executive transvestite," and I went, "What? Now transvestites? They wear women's clothes? Then they're gay, right?" And, and it, well, the crazy thing now is that Eddie Izzard has come out as a trans woman. Yeah. So, like. At the time, that was how we were all understanding. So, like, sorry, you got to learn new things now, Ma. Well, well, and then I don't know. I, I look at Eddie Izzard as kind of a sign of the times in those ways because, um, you know, Eddie Izzard probably felt that way for a long time. But the language was, mm-hmm. "This is what I am. This is how I understand it." Like, this is, you know, th- that was probably Eddie Izzard's like intro into it. And yeah, now, a whole like, bit about being a male lesbian in the show. So now it's like, oh, I can be this. I understand. I see more visibility. I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's all shifted a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, the sad part is that a lot of my friends are getting all their information from me. And um, (laughs) that means they're way behind now. (laughs) If If I'm behind, they're way behind. It's great, though. Look, it's fine. It's just a big game of telephone and we're doing our best. <laughs> are you are you part of any groups? Because my mom is in several groups of like uh, moms on Facebook that have like queer kids or queer family members. And um, she's actually 
my mom hit me up and was like, do you know this drag queen and this drag queen? How do you know this person? Oh, um, her mom is in my chat and we share pictures of you guys. And, uh, they're like little rock stars and they're in, in these groups because they're attached to like drag queens. And like, it's just a very cool thing. Are you, are you a part of anything like that? No, I didn't even know anything like that existed. I would would like to, to send you to my mom. It's not, um, anything like religious, obviously, or anything like that. Some of them have kind of that angle, but my mom is in some of these little groups and they'll just kind of meet up with each other and talk and share what their kids do. And it's very supportive. She says some of them, she's like, some of them are support groups. And she's like, I don't need to be supported. I'm there to support other people. Like I'm on my journey. I, I know what's going on, but, uh, yeah, some, some of them are more support groupy. Some are just like, we have something in common. So, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to link you up. (laughs) I'm going to have Sue's, uh, uh, tell me what it is and we'll send it to you. Um, all right. Well, we have, uh, one more question and we are going to go over to the Patreon. Um, uh, should we, well, we have a, this is a two part episode. We haven't navigated these territories. I know it's interesting, but I think it's good. I think we can, we can, uh, talk about how we want to rearrange that final question. What I'm finding like right now, I'm like, okay, now is the point where like you put out all your social media and stuff, but I don't want people harassing me. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, um, uh, the question that we are going to go uh, to the Patreon with, uh, Trey, edit this out or uh, I don't know. what, <laughs> Whatever. We'll see how this works out. Um, all right. Our final question uh, for the Patreon is from Miranda from Chicago. It said, would you let your child put you in drag? Why or why not? Oh, I love this one. Okay. Uh, but we're going to save it for the Patreon. Yeah. So we'll just say bye now. Goodbye. Do you have a message for the people, Ma? Yeah, Martha, is there anything you need to say? I need to say, uh, well, um, no, I just think both of you are lovely, charming people. And that, yeah, and that uh, I'm so proud of Lucky. And and I love, I love her, him, them. them. It's good. (laughs) Honestly, all of them are applicable. Yeah. I knew that (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it means the world. People have been asking because we both kind of talk about our families a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and people have been asking us to have parents on for a while. Uh, and we thought this was a perfect, perfect opportunity. So thank you. And, well, uh, I hope that, yeah. that, that I encourage, encourage other parents who have children in drag to um, open up their hearts and their minds and go to their shows and watch them on their po- podcasts or whatever <laughs> and support them because it's I, I one thing I have discovered is it's not easy to be trans it's not easy to be gay and that the more support you give your child and their friends the better off the world will be that's a great way to end it ma you gave me chills (laughs) thank you so much all right guys uh head over to patreon A big thank you to our friends at Roscoe's Tavern, Chicago's leader in nightlife and entertainment for over 30 years. Follow them today at Roscoe's Tavern on Instagram. Also, they are now serving food. I suggest the chicken tenders. I find them to be lovely.
All right, welcome back. Um, uh, this is part two of our in-depth coverage of Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> um, uh, we are joined by the woman, the myth, the legend, my mother, Suze. Hi. 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 Suze. T-Rex, hi, Lucky. Hi. Thank you for liking all my photos. I adore you. <laughs> um how would you did you work today mom what's going on no i didn't work today um i don't work tonight i i worked uh thursday friday saturday and i slept all day yesterday and most of today i didn't get a lot done tell people what you do for work (laughs) tell people what you do for work i'm a patient advocate in an emergency room oh my god that's amazing. So you yeah. must be just like living, living the craziest life right now. Uh, a little bit. They've, they've kind of um, adjusted what we do. So we're not in the ER as much, you know, just mm-hmm. to keep us safe. But um, but I, they did I, have you taking the temperatures of all the stuff. Yeah. So, so one of the requirements yeah. is, um, it, well, not one of the requirements, but one of the things they've done to keep us working instead of furloughing us is to just reassign us. So I've been taking temperatures 12 hours at a time of employees as they walk in the door and making them wear masks. I'm like your favorite person. Not. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, when we were first talking about it, I was like, Oh, is it like fucking crazy in there? And you were like, no, actually it's slow because all the people who usually come in for like paper cuts on ambulances are like now have been told like stay the fuck home. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Most people are, are coming for real serious things. But I think now that some of the restrictions are lifted here, a lot of you know, a lot of we're almost fully opened up. Um as of tomorrow, which oh. is just to me That really I'm, scares me. It scares me too, but I I won't say I won't give my opinion of our local governor. <clears throat> Would you like to hear my nickname for him? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Trump's afterbirth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty bad. So, so you like him? Is, no, <laughs> I love him. That's why I, I'm going to vote for him 10 more times. Um, <laughs> no, they've, um, they opened our beaches up last week with restrictions yeah. where, um, you know, you couldn't bring a chair or a towel. You couldn't sit. You could just come and walk or run or do whatever, but it wasn't for congregating. And the day that they did that, that afternoon, everybody was out there in their beach chairs with their coolers and their kids and their parties and, and no one was enforcing it. So, well, Florida, I mean, Floridians are truly afraid of nothing. I mean, if you live (laughs) in Florida, I mean, you're just, you're, it's like a new, it's like a nuclear wasteland. Like if you can survive in Florida, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's fine. Shoot me 10 <laughs> times. I'll be fine. Like coronavirus. Yeah, that's cool. Like, give me that too. <laughs> Mom, did I ever tell you about when uh, we went on a trip, me and a bunch of my friends like four years ago and we all went to, it was in Galena, I believe. And, uh, we went to this cabin and there was a, um, hot tub and everyone else on the trip got a fungal infection from oh, the I hot tub <laughs> everyone got an armpit infection and an I, armpit they, were, infection. they they were in the group chat like oh my god what's wrong are you guys getting this i was like no i mean <laughs> what do you think it's from they're like the hot tub obviously i was like 
Oh yeah, I spent the most time in the hot tub. Everything's fine. I was like, it, is it because I like used to walk barefoot through marshes when I was? Like, yeah, that's yeah. probably exactly what yeah. it is. Exactly. I, I remember getting yelled at by my grandpa. We call him Big Guy. I remember getting yelled at by Big Guy because after the hurricane, uh, when the the island was closed, and we were just walking around on the island barefoot, me and my <laughs> shitty friend, like, "What are you doing?" There's like roofing nails and like everything, and we were just like, yeah, "That's fine. We'll survive." But you wouldn't have caught anything. You just might have got stuck by a nail. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the, in fact, the nail would have rotted out of my foot. <laughs> it would have disintegrated. Lord. Um, what's keeping you busy uh, during quarantine outside of work? Um, well, because I work in a hospital, I've decided that on my off days, I'm just going to stay home. Um, because yeah, I'm just know. endless worry and anxiety. Well, no, I, not really, but I just don't want to, you know, if I have been around it, I don't want to give anybody anything awful. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, so I, I make infrequent uh, trips to the grocery store. I've worked on the house. Your bedroom is coming along nicely. If you ever decide to move back home. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're holding um, out. Just spending more time with Ruby, taking more walks. Um, Ruby is our, our little pot cake dog. Um, you know, just kind of getting creative and doing things like that, but not really visiting our, or going anywhere. Every now and then I'll drive over. We have a little um, park over on the water, the jetty. And if you can find a good parking space and you can walk away from people. You know, you don't have to get up close to where they all are because it's still like mm-hmm. a force. When, when you go to the, the supermarket and stuff, like mm-hmm. when I'm at the supermarket here, it's like, you know, nine out of 10 people are wearing masks like they're supposed to be. Um, people are very like, you know, if you need to cross and there's too many people in an aisle, people will just fully step aside. Like people are very big yeah. on giving. We're basically all just like square dancing with each other. Yeah. Yeah. The grocery store. Are, so, are people as respectful of that and, and, and mindful in Florida? We've been, or in we've Fort been forced into it because um, Publix has made all their aisles one way. Which is interesting. Oh, Publix is so, so on it. One way yeah. aisles, and I mean, they'll let How you they... go in the wrong way. They have a big, they have a big thing on the floor, like a big square on the floor with an arrow. Um, you know, this way, or if you really? know, come down the wrong way, there's an X at the other uh, end of the aisle, and then um, most everybody's wearing masks. A bunch of dumbasses are wearing gloves, which gloves are not necessary. You do not need to wear them. You just mm-hmm. cross contaminating everybody when you wear gloves. Yeah, um, really. It's, it's better just to wash your hands. They're saying. Yeah. Really, yeah. I didn't know that. But I, I don't wear gloves, and I do obsessively well, wash my hands. But I. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that started young. Um, <laughs> that was my nickname. That's my middle name. Um, no, I didn't realize that they were actually a hazard. Well, yeah. Yeah, because people get more confident. And they just touch whatever. Yeah. So they, so you put, they put the gloves on, they touch their car handle, they go right. into the store, they touch the cart, they wipe their face, they touch something else, they get a box off the shelf, put the box back on the shelf. All the while, I mean, you're still doing that with bare hands, but you're more likely to hand sanitize. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, I wouldn't wear gloves. You don't need to. Thank you I for mean, being our public time. health pundit. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
welcome. The one time use, you know, like if you're, if you have to do something, then do it and then take the gloves off. And when you take the gloves off, you pull them off inside out and then pull the other one into the other one, if that makes any sense. Okay. Can we get off healthcare? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Okay. We're going to jump into questions. You ready, mom? I just want to say that my mom is so ready for her close up right now. She is just, she really wanted to do the podcast forever. She, she, how often do you, do you listen? Oh yeah. She would send me messages on Facebook. Yes. Susan, Susan, I would like chat on Facebook and she'd be like, you know, it would be so funny if I came on your podcast. I'm like, so we've been plotting for ages and ages to make this happen. It's where I get my shyness and, and my fear of getting straight to the point. (laughs) Lucky. I want to thank you for turning me on to that great bakery. Oh my God. Genevieve's is the best. Yes. Thank you. I would have never uh, conspired for my birthday. Yeah. And he got a great birthday cake out of it. So yeah, we made a whole, we did a whole secret plan. They were so sweet. They were just so sweet on the phone. Yeah. They're pretty great. I love them. Yeah. Well, and my mom is like acting like I'm like, uh, you know, Barack Obama or something. She's like, okay, so she works. You can't give away her personal information. You can't tell anyone where she lives. I'm like, mom's acting like, like I'm a government official. I'm like, these people don't care where I live. She, I, I, God bless my mom. She truly thinks that I'm Aerosmith sometimes. Like, what? Oh my God. I love that though. Like, I feel like I'm the one constantly protecting my, I'm like, guys, don't tag me in things because oh. I don't want them coming and finding out where you live. Cause I know that you stay your hometown on all your things. No, I love that Suze is like your personal bodyguard on the internet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if y'all hear barking in the background, it's just Ruby. Sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. My cat has oh. been meowing through every one of these quarantine episodes. I thought you had a new boyfriend, mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, not this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Wait until after quarantine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, too dangerous. <laughs> All right. So we have a question just for you. This is from Aaron K from Chicago. Um, it says for, uh, Suze slash Mamaka, um, what are your favorite and least favorite parts of, uh, watching me host all of these, uh, digital drag shows watching? Oh, what's your favorite part? My favorite part is just seeing how creative you can get and how funny. I, I mean, everything you say is funnier than the last thing that you said. You know, it's like you just continually are more creative with your humor. You. You're pretty damn funny. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, I I like that, but I like your but, costumes and I like to see how creative you can get. What's your least favorite part? Yeah. The cursing. No. <laughs> Not too much the cursing, but the crudeness. Lucky's mom was kind of like on the same page. Like, yeah, yeah, she's not a fan of that. She, she, said didn't, the she didn't like the bitch pudding was burping the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, um, I don't mind some cussing, but some of the crudeness and that come on her toast just makes me but yeah I'm, that's not my favorite toast either it's not, but you know I what? love it because it's exactly such a point of view of like such a it's such a I don't know to see a drag queen say it I think it's funny because it's just so well, gross and old yeah, manny I, I don't know where you got it from but I have a suspicion <laughs> <laughs> um you've 
you've met a lot of my drag queen friends, uh, including, um, do you remember when you told me that, um, you, you understood Trixie and you liked her, but you had recently, uh, come upon your fear of clowns. So watching her on (laughs) drag race was hard for you because you got anxiety when she came on the screen because she looked so similar to a clown. Do you remember that mom? No, I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me because you've always been so nice about my drag. And I think that I don't scare you. And I feel like I do a super clown look. I mean, Trixie was like Trixie's watching terrifying. Trixie's stuff with the, you know, oh, you know how I, I made my I, makeup happen. I, yeah, I don't see you as a clown. I don't know. I don't You're know. the only like, one, but I appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, clown like uh, Lucky has like traditional. <laughs> what? Oh, Lucky has like the clown face with like the the slant, uh, yeah, the slanted he, eyebrows yeah. and stuff. Like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know what it is, but um, but I really she's scary looking. Trixie's scary. <laughs> you can say it. You know what? I watched that show. I watched that movie. That moving parts movie. Moving parts. Yeah. I watched it, and of course, I'm highly emotional. So watching anything that's going to make me cry, um, you know. But I loved it, and when she pulled out that damn auto harp, oh my god, it was so good. She has that. Made you think of grandmama? Because my mama played the auto harp. That's That's so funny. Folk music is like a whole thing this episode. My mom played it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Lucky's mom is okay. So we just talked to Lucky's mom, who is in a folk circle, and I was like, "Oh, grandma, we used to play in a circle like that, and always play bluegrass uh, circle, bluegrass mm-hmm. circle, and will the circle be unbroken, and that kind of stuff." And um, I I was talking to her and said uh, because she isn't a part of any of like the groups that you're a part of. Uh huh. And oh, I said really? I said yeah, I'll get the name of some of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, to just yeah, because you love those groups. I'll never forget the day you're like, "Do you know who Alexis Bevels is?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> oh that's my, my friend." Uh, yeah. So there's a um, there's a few Facebook groups that I've I've become familiar with and and am a part of, and I don't remember the day I joined. Somebody asked me, you know, what my connection was to this group, and you know, so. I don't know. I, I said that, you know, I had a son. Um, don't they say reason? Of, yeah, but Ben, you're not supposed to say that. Um, oh, sorry. Cut that. <laughs> we're going to have to okay. cut that. <laughs> um, That's okay. We can cut anyway, it. So I just, I said that I had a son that was a drag queen. And this lady goes, oh, my my friend has a son that's a drag, drag queen in Chicago. So then we all three started talking. And she's like, I said, which, uh, what drag queen name you know what's your child's drag queen name or however i asked it and she said alexis bevels and i'm like hold on i know that name (laughs) yeah that's amazing and i looked it up and there she was with ben in a picture i mean with t-rex in a picture sorry Sorry. Um, and, and it was so random because you guys lived like an hour and a half from each other. Yeah, and then we all met for lunch, and it was cool. Yeah. I've met her. I love that. We've had lunch a few times. She's really a nice lady. That's awesome. Those yeah. groups aren't like religious at all or anything, are they? Or no. they're just, yeah. It's so nice to have like a support group too, though, because I, I know that like none of my mom's friends have kids that do drag. So she can't like talk to anybody about it really. Yeah. You know, it's just like her and my dad kind of being like, well, I guess they're doing this now. 
Yeah. Yeah. And now we watch, we watch drag matinee at work when we're all taking temperatures. Oh my God, that's awesome. We had eight viewers so, from, from the hospital Saturday night. You were doing good. Hell yeah. <laughs> my mom had, my mom works with, um, a handful of queer people, including like one who even like came to my show. Um, but oh, she's uh, not, but she, she came yeah. to your show. Well, but yeah. they have their, they're very queer friendly and young and, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, this is kind of a connected question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I, I was just going to say, this is kind of perfect to lead into this next question, which is from Dedina Casket from Norway. Um, what was your reaction like when you found out that your child did drag? So I'm curious how you found out and like what that was like. Oh, um, well, I think I asked, I asked him, I asked him what, he had done for Halloween <laughs> and he said he had gone as Snooki. 10 years ago. Snooki. Yeah. Oh, the Yeah. And I said, yeah. Snooki's like five, two, you're like six, four. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, that was the humor in it. <laughs> so, so then later on, I don't know. He just said that he had started doing drag. It wasn't a big deal to me. I just thought it was interesting. You know, mm -hmm. but I have to say, I remember you say, you, you said, way, it's, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you said, it's not like a bedroom thing, is it? And I was like, no. that's what my mom said. Almost the exact same words. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I, I, okay. Also, my, another one of my favorite stories that I love to tell about you is the first time you saw me performing like seven, eight, no, probably eight, nine years ago is uh, I was when up I there performing. When I walked in and called you by your real name and you're well, like, oh. no, it was while I was performing and you were in the front and you were holding a 20 and the entire time I performed, you went, you handed me a 20 and went, it's a 20 Ben, Ben, it's a 20. And I'm like, Got it, mom. So I'm holding all the money in my hand and I'm performing and you're going a 20, hold on to that 20. Look at it. I was like, okay, got it, mom. Like, let me do my thing. Okay. Oh <laughs> like, find the 20. You want me to hold it for you? <laughs> I do remember asking if I can help you hold your money. <laughs> so cute. And then I put a wig on you and everything. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I think that was the night that I um, was slightly overserved. But. Uh, we oh sure. Well, was it Berlin? That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Miss McLean the next day. <laughs> I had to. I had to bring her Gatorade to her hotel. Oh my God, we've all been there. Yeah. A couple times. Um, all right. Uh, I have the next one. Uh, what is the most ridiculous thing? Uh, this is from Cat's Ass. You know Cat's Ass. Yeah, I think she might be a good cook, and we need to share some recipes. Does she a good? Oh yeah, cat is cat is an amazing. Okay, yeah, because we we shared a little information about chicken soup, and she was telling me how she made or about vegetable soup. Because I think she's vegan, right? It's just plant based mostly, but not okay. vegan. Okay, yeah. I, 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 for listeners who don't know, Cat and I used to live together, so I have eaten many a cat sass meal, and I can tell you they are delicious. Oh yeah, I have a feeling she's a good cook. 
I love that you're so interested in cooking now, mom, because I remember eating um, chicken with rice uh, five times a week for 15 years. I, you know, I, I just don't remember the culinary expertise uh, interest at that point. There still is new culinary expertise. I've just changed my menu slightly. Now it's. I ate lean cuisines a lot. You did not. Hey, I did. Decent food. Sometimes. I know. Yeah, okay. when you, <laughs> you made collard greens every Sunday. Hey, I know. You I like collard greens. <laughs> you hated it. Did you hate growing up? It was awful, my cooking. Um, <laughs> hey, but you, you wouldn't let me ready. eat. You wouldn't let me eat certain things. Like, I couldn't have sugar cereal. Nope. And I no couldn't. Sugar cereal. No, no diet soda. I wasn't allowed to watch um, Power Rangers, but I could watch The Simpsons. <laughs> no, that was your grandfather. Well, like, that's that's fair. The Power Rangers is very sexual. <laughs> Wait, what, Mom? What? Uh, your da- your granddaddy let you watch The Simpsons, not me. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember this. Very clearly, because people talk about like little gay boys being like wanting to play with Barbies. And I remember wanting Barbies and you saying that they were an unfair representation and an unrealistic representation yes, of women. Yes. And, that's, and then that's like why grandmama wouldn't let you have them. And so you were just like, no, you're not getting that. Because no. I remember wanting a my size Barbie when I was little so badly. And you're like, <laughs> we don't fuck with Barbies. Those aren't what women look like. <laughs> Barbies are, Barbies are bad. Yeah. They're not bad, but you they're doing better now. A, you don't want your kid to get a bad self-image by playing with toys that give them. I mean, Mom, they don't I became them. one to spite you. I became a Barbie to spite you. <laughs> you a beautiful Barbie, and actually, you may be a true-to-size Barbie because they said in real life Barbie would be like. I don't know, 18 feet tall. And so oh, yeah, that's true. The proportions are more correct. She's yeah. like eight foot tall, and she would have to have one like rib removed, and she has like mm-hmm. a size 14 shoe or something. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's me. So, that's yeah, literally like you didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Compliments to the chef. <laughs> um, the question that Kat asked, though, is oh, yeah. what is the most ridiculous thing your kid did when they were little? And I am like dying to hear this story. Oh, God. He didn't, I wouldn't, you mean, I, I wouldn't say ridiculous in a bad way. I would say some of the things that he, he came up with, some of his ideas he came up with were so freaking brilliant. And here is my favorite example. Um, ben decided, or I'm sorry. Just say Ben. That's fine. Okay. That's what I didn't ask beforehand. Um, so Ben decided that he was going to have a yard sale and he was about six years old and he loaded up a box full of books and broken toys and pieces, parts <laughs> of, of games and nothing really full to get fully together. Just pieces. <laughs> it was and like he, half shampoo bottles. It was oh, like yeah, shampoo was bottles like, with half so of it missing. They needed to go to the junkyard. And so he set up a little table out front of our house, which we had a really long driveway and he sat outside and nothing was happening. So I called my dad and I who lived next door. And I said, 
he's having a yard sale. We got to do something about getting him some business. A few minutes later, <laughs> here comes Ben tearing through the house. This is my dad hasn't even gotten there yet. Um, Ben comes tearing through the house. He's dragging these colorful flag, colorful flags we've had from his birthday, like car lot flags. This flags that fly the car lot you know on a yeah. string and and a clown wig and i'm like what are you doing he says it's marketing and he goes out there and he sits out front yeah. he's got the clown wig he's got the flags and i think he made 20 bucks oh yeah <laughs> entrepreneur they wanted to see what this kid was doing in this clown wig and my friend veronica bless her heart she um she told that story forever she loved that she came over that day and saw him doing that and loved it it was you're cool. always a businesswoman t i took uh i took a lot of that stuff from dad's it was like after his wife had um Ooh. moved or something and like she had left a bunch of her stuff there well whatever she did uh <laughs> she stole all his money and ran uh and uh yeah so he had a bunch of her stuff mom do you remember uh that dad was trying to whew, this really just shows my dad this is my dad well if he was trying to then. he was trying to sell me the stuff do you remember this oh yeah Cause, cause I said that I wanted to have garage sales with it. So he said, Oh yeah, yeah. But pick boxes and I'll sell them to you and wanted you to come give me money to give to him so that and he could sell sick. her old stuff that he uh, didn't want anymore. Well, and, I, and I'm pretty sure you came over and said, fuck off, give me this dirty shampoo bottle. <laughs> like, and these like broken rotten reels and fuck off. Like, um, <laughs> I think you cut that conversation out. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Do you remember the year he took me shopping at Old Navy for my birthday? Um, and then when we arrived at the house that he made me go inside and get money to pay him back. And he oh, my presented, God. No, thank you, please. Did I kill him? He presented, me, he presented me. He presented me. No, that's not how he dies. Um, uh, presented me with, like, all of the receipts and was like, all right, now go get a hundred and whatever dollars. And I'm so I like your grandfather didn't have his head over there. Well, I went and I gave him the money because I had the money because I had a job because I was like 14 years old when I got my first job. And it was all that money from the farmer's market that I had made. So I had a stash of money and I was like, Dad, I only have like a hundred dollars. OK, I'll like, take it. Right. Okay, I'll take that. That'll do. And that'll be an consider that an early Christmas present. That $20. What an asshole. And then I told and I told you and, and big guy, my grandpa, I'll call him big guy. I told him, you guys, and I, I think I doubled my uh, my earnings there because you guys were just so pissed off at him. You're like, that is so shitty. And then you both were just like, here's money. Like, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. That's too bad. I'm, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. All well, you know what? Story is that you're a badass and you're amazing. Yeah. Aww. Hey, but mom, on the bright side, it's not going to happen again, am I right? <laughs> you're exactly right. He, uh, he has had a change of address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just not the he asshole he used to be. Yeah. We're living in town. No. Um, whenever, whenever people would ask about him, me and my mom would always say, well, we haven't talked to him since he died. And then the room would go <laughs> completely quiet and people would look at us like we were the biggest assholes ever. And then someone would go, Oh, is it dead in here? Or is it just my dad? 
But I'm... I don't know why we're so twisted. We love doing that shit. Uh, well, <laughs> but I think I think that the yard sale thing was to uh, it was a, I wouldn't say it was ridiculous. It was just so creative. But Ben mm. did get in trouble one time. No, why? No. Ding dong ditching. Oh yeah, ding dong ditching. All the stories just like seem. I'm like, yeah, I could see all of this happening. I finally made friends, and they were the biggest assholes in the world. (laughs) And I had like three friends, and they were garbage. (laughs) So I I see one of the neighbor guys come walk. I mean, he was stomping up to my door. It was like ten o'clock at night. I thought, what the hell? And he says, I'm like, um, no, I don't know. And he says, he's ding dong ditching me. Oh, Lord. He was mad. He was really mad. I think the guy went over and talked it down. Do you remember when we threw oranges at a guy's yes. car in our yeah. front yard? And then and he, the like, came. stopped the car and came back and, like, ran after us. And we ran into the, the public park and hid and uh the cops came and you lied and said that i was like asleep in bed or something but i was like hiding in the public park from yeah the cops. and then i called down to uh the local judge's house where you were hiding with one of or you were hanging out with one of his children and i said you guys, i said you guys the cops are looking for you all and you need to just stay inside and everybody needs to wash their freaking hands and i remember the son of the local judge <laughs> saying, why do we wash our hands? I said, smell them. They smell like oranges. oranges. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. I went down and retrieved everybody I could. I was so mad. Like, this scammer. This scammer, made, she, she made sure my hands were clean. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other oh, ridiculous thing was when you got in trouble at school for somebody being stupid. And it wasn't you. Somebody called you an Indian giver. Oh yeah, you called you called somebody an Indian giver, and I and then you got in trouble for it, and I went and defended you. Oh, oh, because I didn't know I didn't know what it was. Uh, Well, it wasn't. I mean, at that point, it wouldn't have been considered derogatory. Well, I was also a kid who didn't know what I was talking about, but yeah, language. Okay. Before we move on, one of my favorite things I remember is Grandmama when I was probably like we're talking like three or four, like it is one of my earliest memories. She gave me a taxidermy duck. Do you remember this duck? Oh God. It was a pheasant. She, uh, okay. It was a pheasant. Oh my God. Even um, fancier. And, Cause she would always have like antiques and weird stuff. So she gave me this taxidermy pheasant and I, uh, treated it like it was a stuffed animal. Like I cuddled mm-hmm. it. Like I'm pretty sure like the head fell off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But my grandmama was very that like everything was. She was very eccentric. So was your yeah. granddaddy. Yeah. They were very eccentric. Um, we can say nuts. Um, all right. Yeah, you got the you next one. The way that yeah. Eccentric is if you have a little money and you're crazy, then you're eccentric. If you're poor and you're crazy, you're just damn crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that well, seems accurate to me. They paid their bills. They were eccentric. Yeah. Hey, T, do you want to, did we answer this next question where they were asking us um, about the vital information we received from our parents? Or do you want to do that one too? Oh yeah. Yeah. We can do it. Oh, this, well, okay. 
Okay, um, this is from Alice from Wales. This is a hard one. Okay, uh, hey pals, hope all is well. Thank you for continuing this lovely podcast during quarantine. Apologies. Oh, you already read this. Um, okay, mom, listen. <clears throat> uh, I was wondering if there's a vital part of information that you received from your parents that changed your perspective of life. Questions for everyone. I'm trying to think. I feel like Big Eye, my grandpa, was the one who was like always dealing out like life advice. Yeah, he was good at that. Me and you were kind of. <laughs> we kind of grew up together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, were both, uh, we were young. <laughs> getting. We were young. Well, he lived, for those who don't know, he lived next door to me and he. Um, he was just kind of like in charge. Like, yeah, he was like, wise. Yeah. Like my mom was obviously in charge, but like big guy came over and he like laid the rule down. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there anything, what did he say? Can you remember like some choice little pearls of wisdom? Everything. He was just so smart. Um, Every day before school, he would say, give him a break. He would just say, give everyone a break. Cause I was such a harsh little kid. I was very like black and white with my, and I still have this issue with my understandings of like, what is right and what is wrong. Mm-hmm. If you did something wrong, you have done me wrong. How dare you don't talk to me? Like yeah, very, yeah. just very like black and white. And he would always just be like, relax, like give, t- give people a break. Like give, have, em- have he'd empathy. Say, he'd say, relax. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. Yeah. <laughs> He just was always like, whatever, it's not that serious. But he was, would you, so what would you say his religion was, mom? Or did he have Um, one specifically? I I would say that he was more agnostic or maybe spiritual. Maybe spiritual is a better word. But Buddhist principles. Yeah, I mean, he, he practiced that Course in Miracles and some other stuff. I don't really, I don't know, because it was kind of, I just couldn't get it. Yeah. It was beyond like anything I really cared to get. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, he just, um, yeah, he would read a lot of, um, um, I don't know. I don't he, know. He was very Zen. But he also ha- had almost like a, and I don't want this to come off in a bad way, but he almost had kind of a cult leader way of like walking into a situation and taking it over and you immediately trusted him and you listened to him mm-hmm. and he wasn't always right, but he yeah, always he had a strong point of view. He wasn't always right, but more times than not, he came from a really good place. He, he always came from a good place. He may not have always been right. He might have yeah. thought he was right, but he was still he was a little bit was, of a dictator sometimes. He but, was. He was. Uh, he was. Um, he was still from the mountains of Tennessee. We'll yeah. say that. So there yeah, was still but some. He adored you. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, do you blame him? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? But I think that's one of the like the successful things that leaders have anyway, like the charisma of it. It's yeah. just like using your powers for good or evil. Yeah. Like Definitely. cult leaders, they're using their charisma for evil, but like, it sounds like your granddad was kind of a good dude. Yeah. All of my community, all of my community understandings, everything like that, like kind of the, the, my philosophies are always like basically leave it better than how you found it. Mm-hmm. Like make everyone that you work with feel appreciated and, and, um, and 
you know, you have to bust your ass if you want results and you have to, I don't know. I just, his work ethic and his community understanding and stuff. He would also say like, I would say like, I had a, a teacher and I wouldn't call her ma'am or whatever. I was like, mm-hmm. well, she's, it's like, she's a bitch. I'm not calling her ma'am. He was like, why? It's like, well, cause she needs to like earn respect. He was like, no one owes you shit. He used to say like, no <laughs> one owes you anything. He was like, yeah. all you owe the universe is putting out good, you know, energy. It's like, yeah. no one owes you anything. She doesn't owe you anything. And I still, to this day, I wake up and I, say to myself, no one owes you shit. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people would do better if they, if they thought that way. I mean, you got to go get it for yourself. And also you can't keep be, you can't harbor resentment or anger towards people that have things better than you or, um, that have been more fortunate or anything. I mean, the more that, the more that you think about them, the more that you're not focusing on your own shit. So right. he would always I mean, just say, power over your life. Say no yeah. one owes you a hello. No one owes you a hello or a goodbye or anything. And this and every second that you spend thinking about how people have wronged you is wasted fucking time. And that's mm-hmm. probably the words he used to say it. Um, so I just, <laughs> sure. I just yeah, remember sure. being a little no. I just remember being a little kid and thinking like you know, having a little chip on my shoulder and saying like, well, how come they get this? I don't get that. He's like, he's like, why do you fucking care? Like, get over it. Like, yeah, it's your fault. You don't have it. So what are you going to do to change it? Like, I don't know. He'd always say, relax. It's only a movie. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Or what do you, what about grandma? Huh? No, my favorite oh, one ahead. that grandma, that uh, big guy used to say was, well, it started in high school, so I'd get picked up, you know, on a date or something, and I would just dread the guy having to come in and deal with that. <laughs> and he'd say, all right, y'all have fun and smoke them if you got them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, granddad. There's one guy in town that's still talking about that. <laughs> and every day he wore, uh, he wore socks he wore gray socks with Tava sandals and every day he would go walk on the beach and he wore, um, his feet uh, were cold. His feet were cold. <laughs> it was 90 it degrees. He, so that's where you get that from. <laughs> yeah. He had a neurological disorder that made his feet really cold. And he, and he wore Hawaiian shirts and a bucket hat and, uh, khaki shorts. <laughs> you gotta have a uniform. Every yeah, effing day. That's funny. And if it was cold, he'd wear a hoodie and pants. <laughs> and he wore those twice uh, a year, and he resented it and complained about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. Should I jump um, on to this next one? Yeah, we're going to have one final one, Mom, and then we're going to do a, a Patreon question. Okay. Which means it's just uh, it's for our subscribers, okay? Oh, okay. So this next one is from Jonathan from Phoenix. And Jonathan asks, what do you wish you had said to your child when they came out that you didn't? Or what do you wish that you hadn't said? Mom, we don't have to dive too deep if you don't want to, but. No, but I, um, I look back on that because it's very clear to me and I, I don't, I don't really wish I had done anything differently. I think I handled it you, rather well. You did a, you did a very good job. And. I do look back and say, thank God I was thinking and, and didn't react. I wouldn't have reacted anyway, I don't think, because I wasn't shocked. But just to hear you say it, it was like, <laughs> okay, 
you know, but I, um, no, I don't think that I would have done anything different. Uh, do, uh, do you think I could have done anything differently? No, I was, I was at my boyfriend at the time's the house. Yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. Oh, I thought, no. okay. Well, I might have been lying to you, but I was at his house when I was talking to you. <laughs> and I said, you said you And it was the day before. It was the day before Valentine's Day. It was probably, I think, 11 oh, wow. years ago. And yeah. you said, are you doing anything for Valentine's Day? And I said, I'm probably going to hang out with my boyfriend. And you said, even if you weren't joking right now, I'd be okay with it. And I said, well, I'm not. Well, I'm not. Said, wow. Okay. He said, all right, I know, and I've known, and it's fine, and it is what it is, and I love you. And it was, uh, and I always want, it was like I had wanted to come out for, like, so long, and it was just like, I think. I was the, just waiting on you, too. <laughs> I think de- this being able to say it over the phone and saying it while I was, like, far away, and I knew yeah. there wasn't going to be anything negative to come from it, but I don't know. I talk about, like, the one of the hardest parts of, like, coming out to your family isn't admitting that you're gay. For me, it wasn't. For some people, it is. If you don't know what the results are going to be. Mm-hmm. I thought the results were going to be what I got. But the hardest part is almost saying like, okay, now we have to backtrack. And I have to tell you all the times that I was telling tiny lies to cover yeah. up my tracks because I just yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. want to say this secret. And it's like the idea of holding a secret from your family Um because it is self-preservation, but you also do have such a guilt because you're like, well, I, you know, I, I don't know where this is going to, you know, like, I don't know, yeah. just the little lies that you have to tell. Uh, that was the hardest part for me. I never but, worried about that part. I yeah. mean, I, you know, I just wanted you to be happy. I was yeah. glad you were able to tell me, but I already knew. <laughs> you had to have. I mean, how young do you think I was when you were like, oh, yeah, we got one? Um, Really? About eight. You were about yeah. eight years old. Theater? No. Um, I don't remember what it was, but I remember I was, I, I don't want to, this isn't going to sound the way I wanted to sound. I was concerned, but I was only concerned because of what your safety might be like or that, right. you know. Um, we lived in Florida. That it would be yeah. hard. I just. I just didn't want you to have a hard life. Well, That's this is all. exactly in those words is exactly what my mom said to me when yeah. I came out. She was just like, she was like, I never, I didn't, it, the only reason I wouldn't want this for you is because I know it's going to be harder for you. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't want you to have a hard life, but you, you know, look at you. I'm proud of you. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Aww. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, uh, we are going to head over to our Patreon um, in a second. And you're going to answer this question, uh, which is from Miranda from Chicago. It says, uh, would you let your child put you in drag? Why or why not? But don't answer yet. We're going to wait. So um, we're going to sign off. Uh, I am uh, T-Rex in Chicago on all social media every Saturday. I am at Drag Matinee, Drag Matinette on uh, Twitch every Tuesday and Thursday, I am on the Drag Matinee Instagram. Can't remember anything. Mom, have I always had a horrible memory? I can't remember even the most basic short-term stuff. Okay. Um, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then, uh, yeah, I believe that's all. Working on a lot of other stuff. 
Um, I am lucky.stiff on Instagram. I'm luckystiff2. That's the number two on Twitter. I'm also on YouTube now. I'm posting a lot of my older performances, so you can check that out there. Um, and watch my story on Insta for upcoming shows and stuff because we're still somehow out here performing in the quarantine world, which I think is kind of amazing. Um, Great. Thanks. Do you have any like parting words that you'd like to tell the, the children's? <laughs> to tell the children's? Uh no, I don't know. Um, I'm just really proud of all of you all for being your true selves and doing what you, what you really like to do. And I, I hope that who, if somebody out there is hearing this and they're not able to be their true selves, you have to keep trying, just keep doing it, doing what you're doing, find good people that support you and love you and you'll be okay. That's awesome. That's a great sign off. Oh, all right. No, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, me too. Don't worry about it. Head over to Patreon and uh, listen to this, uh, to the uh, final part of the episode. Thank you for joining us guys. Cheers. Mom say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Oh, so your cheese, shave your knees, eat your peas. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. It's the tea.